You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. Well, we want to praise the name of the Lord. We want to thank you so much for joining us on the New Day of Hope broadcast another time. You know, my friends, the Bible says it's because of the Lord's mercies. That's why we are not consumed. Great is God's faithfulness. Well, we are looking forward today to share with you a great moment in the Word and we know you are going to be blessed. You will indeed be blessed. So go right ahead and call everyone you know. Let them know that the New Day of Hope broadcast is on right now. And they should join us because we have a special treat for you today. So let us go and delve into the Word of God. Today we want to call this session a moment of wisdom. Every decision we make, everything that we do, we need wisdom. And the only place you and I can find that wisdom is in the word of God. Because the Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gave to all liberally, which means freely. So today we want to share with you on the subject of friendship. Did you know that the Bible tells us how to choose our friends, how to pick our friends, how to treat our friends, and the importance of friendship? If you did not know, we want to share with you today so you can have the right friends in your life. So let's look at the biblical model of friendship. If you want to know what true friendship is, the greatest biblical model that I know of is that of David and Jonathan. Jonathan was the son of David's enemy, King Saul. Saul was out to kill David because he was insanely jealous of him and knew that he would replace him on the throne of Israel. Saul's son, Jonathan, knew this and was such a loyal friend of David that he alerted David of the danger and he literally saved his life when he found out that Saul wanted to kill David, Jonathan told David about it. In 1 Samuel 20 verse 4, it says, Whatever you want me to do, I'll do for you. That's real friendship. We can read how loyal of a friend Jonathan was to David in 1 Samuel 20 verse 16 because Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David saying, May the Lord God call David's enemies to account. And Jonathan had David reaffirm his oath of love for him because he loved him as he loved himself. That was real friendship. Imagine your father is about to kill someone and you alerted that person. You know your father will not be happy with you and there will be consequences for your actions. But Jonathan did not care about that. He loved his friend. That's indeed true friendship. That's the kind of friend that I would love to have. In Mark 12, 31, Jesus told us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we can see that Jonathan loved David as he loved 
himself. Do you have any friend that display this type of love? If not, it's time to check your friends. Amen. So the fact is that friends are in this indispensable in this life. The older a person gets, the more value their friendship becomes. Many friends are closer than brothers or sisters are to each other. That is so true, I know, because I know some people with brothers and sisters that they're not even on talking terms. They do not even talk to their own brothers or their own sisters. But whereas now their friends are everything to them, there is something special about having a friend that you can confide in, a friend that you can tell your troubles to, a friend that you can share your life with although in this day and age it's not a whole lot of them there's not there are not many friends like that anymore because some friends you tell them your 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 your, your problems and you share your troubles with them and by tomorrow everybody else know the troubles that you are going through it has been said that a sorrow shared is half but a joy shared is double proverbs 27 and verse 10 and again i trust you have your Bibles with you or you are following on your phone or your iPad or whatever it is. Proverbs 27 and verse 10, the early part of verse 10 says, Do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family because you may need that friend in a day of trouble. <laughs> I tell you, man, sometimes we tend to forget that because we only think that we need our friends when in good times. But my friends, you need a friend not only in good times, but you need a friend in bad time also. So that's why you have to, uh, to be careful the kind of friends that you have. The value of friends is, is one of the most important things in a person's life. The value of friends is one of the most important things in a person's life. Their worth are not diminished by time, not devalued by inflation, not worn out by use, but like a fine wine, they improve with time. I love that because that is so true. I mean, the value of a friend should improve as the days go by because you get to know each other better day by day. And as you get to know how important and how good your friend is to you, then you value that friendship and you cherish that friendship more and more. So are friends to those who have them. Like medicine to the soul, or as Proverbs 27, 9 says, perfume and incense brings joy to the heart. And the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. Let me read that one more time from the book of Proverbs. It says, perfume and incense bring joy to the heart. And the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. That is good stuff. I'm telling you tonight. Glory to his name. Earlier, I gave you a biblical model of friendship. Now we will see what the Bible says about friendship. How are we to choose our friends? And we will look into the word of God, the scripture that tells us how we ought to choose our friends. In John 15 verses 12 to 15, this is Jesus talking about friendship. He said, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone should lay down his life for his friends. 
You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. That's shouting time. We are called friends. Abraham was called a friend of God. And that's an honor that God called us friends. We are not servant because a servant have to wait for his master to tell him what to do. But Jesus is saying that everything his father told him, he has told us. And so you and I now need to take heed to what he is saying to us. The greatest friend that you and I can ever have is Jesus. James 4 verse 8 says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. If we draw near to God, he will reciprocate and draw near to us. Drawing near to God is spending time with him, worshiping him, praying and talking to him, inviting him into every aspect of our lives. James gave us the formula for drawing near. If you have committed sin, you need to confess it, get rid of it, and put it under the blood of Jesus. Notice what he also says, purify your hearts, ye double-minded. What does he mean by double-minded? A person who is double-minded is drawn in two completely different directions. Thus, he will get nowhere fast because his loyalty is divided and he vacillates between faith and unbelief. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways and his spiritual walk is inconsistent because he tries to serve God and his own interests at the same time. And my friend, you cannot serve two masters at the same time. You must choose one. Amen. So let us take a second or two to talk about how to pick your friends. And that is important that for us to know how to pick our friends. I'm telling you, man, if you have some time, you should read a chapter a day. Every month you should read a chapter a day from the book of Proverbs because it's a book of wisdom. So Proverbs 12, 26 says, watch this. One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Ah, no, no, you need to hear that one more time. One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Proverbs 13, 20 says, whoever walks with the wise become wise. <laughs> that is so true. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. So we're talking about how to pick your friends, how to pick your friends. And if you read the scriptures and if you follow the precepts of the word of the Lord, you will know how to pick your friends because you have to be very careful. I know a, a song that, that they used to sing long years ago that are the friends who tell you go, they say, they're never the ones to bring you back because sometimes friends will lead you in the wrong way. And when trouble comes, they run and leave you all on your own. And that's why you have to be careful how you pick your friends. Proverbs 14 verses 6 and 7 says, A scoffer seeks wisdom in vain, 
but knowledge is easy for a man of understanding. Leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. Leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. Man, if you have nothing to say, just keep your mouth shut. Don't waste time and just blabbing all over the place and saying nothing. And some people, they can talk all day. And at the end of the day, they have not said one thing that makes sense at all. Proverbs 22 and verses 24 and 25 says, Make no friends with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. You've got to write the scriptures down and you've got to go back and read them. That's Proverbs 22 verses 24 and 25. And I need to repeat that one more time because it's important for all of us. Make no friendship with a man given to anger. Nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Because when you hang out with, with dogs, they say you, you get fleas. So you have to be careful uh, the kind of people that you associate yourself with, the kind of people that you hang out with, and otherwise you can entangle yourself and find yourself in a snare. First Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Be careful. Bad company on corrupt good manners and so on. So you have to know the friends that you are going to have on your side. The Bible also tells us how to treat our friends. In Luke 6.31 it says, And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. So if you want others to treat you kindly, you need to treat them kindly also. In Romans 12 verse 10, it says, Be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection as members of one family. Give preference to one another in honor. Also, Ephesians 4 29 to 32 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fit the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgive you. So this is very simple. It tells us exactly what we need to do. Colossians 3, 12 to 14 says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. There's a song which says, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. That's what we need to do. Bind each other in love. And if someone has ought against you, the Bible says that we ought to forgive because he has forgiven us. We should learn to forgive also. Amen. So let's, let's, let's go ahead to talk about the importance of friendship. The importance of friendship. You know, 
Everything is important in its own way. Friendship is a very important thing. Not only for when you are in need of something from the other from the other person. That's when it is important. No. You see, that's how many of us think. You know, we think, well, I need something from you. So automatically become a friend. No. But a friend is somebody... You can say, hey man, I had a divine revelation from God's word and I'd love to share it with you. And that person would stop by and listen to what God, uh, the revelation that God has given to you. That's important in friendship also. So listen to what Proverbs eleven fourteen says. It says, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. In Proverbs 17, 17, it says, a friend loves at all times a friend loves at all times whether you are on the mountain top or in the valley your friend still loves you whether you are rich or poor your friend still loves you whether you are smart or foolish your friend still loves you and he says and a brother is born for adversity proverbs 19:20 says listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Proverbs 24 and verse 5 says, A wise man is full of strength, and a man of knowledge enhance his might. Iron sharpens iron in Proverbs 27 and verse 17, and one man sharpens another. That's what I was talking about earlier when I say that and we need friends that even when I get a divine revelation from God's word, I can call my friend and say, hey man, look at what God revealed to me. And then you take time to listen and to enjoy that revelation with me. That is also true friendship. Let's look at some Bible examples of friendship. And we will look at Ruth and Naomi. And in Ruth chapter 1 verse 16 and 17, it says, but Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord do the same to me as he has done to you. And more also, if anything but death separates me from you. If you need to know more about Ruth and Naomi, you can read the entire book of Ruth. So here we see the story of Ruth and Naomi. Naomi, husband and two sons died and she was living in the land of Moab and she decided to go back to her hometown which was Bethlehem. So she bid her daughter-in-laws goodbye. She had another daughter-in-law by the name of Orpah and it says that Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye and returned to her family. And Naomi tried to persuade Ruth to stay with her people. But Ruth chose the path of loyalty to her mother-in-law, even if it meant giving up everything she was used to in Moab. She gave up her family, her loved ones. That was a real sacrifice. Ruth exhibited respect, love, friendship, and Humility chose loyalty to Naomi and to Naomi's God because the verse that I read to you earlier, she said, your God will be my God because she was accustomed to worship idol. Here she was choosing to worship the true and living God. She went back with Naomi 
and Ruth met her Boaz. And through Ruth, Ruth gave birth to a son by the name of Obed. And Ruth is in the genealogy of Christ. That shows even though she was an outsider, yet she became part of the family of God. So in talking about Bible examples of friendship, we also see David and Jonathan. In 1 Samuel chapter 18 verses 1, 2, and 3, we see the story. Says as soon as, as he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. He made a covenant with him. He said, you are my friend. You will be a friend to me and I'll be a friend to you. And, uh, and that's what we are talking about when we, are, we have biblical examples of true friendship in our day and in our time. We see Job's friends in Job 2 and verse 11 it says, Now when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that had come upon him, they came from his own place. They made an appointment together to come and show him sympathy and comfort him because we know that Job had lost everything. The enemy attacked him and they came, his wife said, Curse God and die. Maybe there's something. Curse God and die. He said, you speak like a foolish woman. His friends came and they sat with him. And that's what friends do. When your friends are going through difficult times, all you need to do is just show up. Be a support. You don't have to say anything. Just sit with them. And that will mean the world to your friends. Amen and amen. We are talking about Bible examples of true friendship. We are talking about Bible examples of real friendship. We just talked about Job. Now let's look at Elijah and Elisha. Elijah and Elisha. We will show you from the Bible, from the word, how true, true friendship really is. In 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 2, and Elijah said to Elisha, please stay here for the Lord have sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel together. As the Lord lives, and that's a covenant that they were making. It doesn't matter what we have to go through. Let us do it together. That, my friend, is real true friendship. That's the kind of friendship that you ought to seek in our time today. That's the kind of friendship that will cause you to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Another example we have is Paul. Paul was great at helping friends grow in their faith, not only by encouraging them, but also by being bold enough to tell them when they messed up. One side of Paul would say, as he did to his friend Philemon, grace to you and peace. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement. That's in verse 3 to 7 and you find that in 1st Corinthians 4. Another side of Paul told friends when to shape up but always with grace. I always thank God for you. I am not writing this to shame you. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. Flee from sexual immorality. Honor God with your body. Paul was always encouraging his friends 
let them know when they were doing wrong, even though it hurt. But the Bible say he did it with grace, which means he did it in a loving way. All right, so we just talk about Paul as being a good biblical friend that we can pattern after. Let us look at another good friend, what a good friend looks like in the scriptures. A good friend, my friend, looks a lot like Jesus, who was the ultimate friend to everyone. Jesus, what a friend for sinners. Jesus, lover of my soul. He was compassionate. That's what a friend should be like. He was encouraging, patient, loyal, understanding, loving. The best way to be a good friend is to be like Christ himself. Now, can you be a good friend like Christ if you do not know him, my friends? That is impossible. So in order to be a good, a good friend like Jesus was, then you got to know him so you can pattern your life after him. To clothe ourselves with the things of God, as it, is, as it says in Colossians 3, 12 through 17. So it says, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in words or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Oh, my friends, that's the ultimate definition of what a good friend looks like. And there is nothing better than what I have just read of the definition of the good friend. Praise ye the Lord. You know, my friends, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. In today's case, we never close our broadcast without giving you a chance to learn how to select your friends, my friend, how to pick your friends in this life based on the scripture. If you read the book of Proverbs, it will give you directions and guidance how to pick your friends in this life. Let us pray. Father and our God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your words which has gone forth. We know that your words will never return unto you void, but we know that your words will accomplish for the purpose in which you have sent it to. Speak to us tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And if you were blessed by tonight's study, we'd love to hear from you. New Day of Hope Atlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's New Day of Hope Atlanta at gmail.com. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, with joy, my friends, you must carry on. Shalom. Peace to all of you and God bless you. Oh.